Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Bonjour et bienvenue dans le signe à rêve, le plus grand podcast de création de films générés par les le utilisateurs au monde. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where the entire script will be carved onto a little padlock and hung from that very special bridge in Paris. I'm Joel, a man who puts the pomp in pomp la mousse. And across from me is John Harris, a man who gave me just one piece of advice before setting off for the exotic climbs of his native France. Don't go. Hi, John. <laughs> uh, as this goes out, as this goes out, I'm in France. Which is why I gave a very excited intro. Genial. Um, bonjour. Bonjour. Ça va. Ah, ouais. Can you say, like, un bière, uh, s'il vous plaît? Stuff like that. Un bière, s'il vous plaît. Où est le pamplemousse? Ouais. Uh, je voudrais un pamplemousse. Uh, je voudrais uh, jus de pamplemousse. <laughs> the thing is, Joel actually texted me the other day about how nice uh, grapefruit squash is. So uh, he, he might, this ah, might be a ouais, genuine ouais, request. Ouais, ouais, ouais. <laughs> J'adore la pamplemousse. <laughs> très bien, très bien. So I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I'm, going to eat a lot of gra- I'm going to eat a lot of grapefruit over the next week. As you listen to this, chances are I've got three grapefruits on my person. Which oh, is dear. The, the, I'm going to quite a small part of the south of France. I think that's actually the law. Mm. If the police can stop you and ask how many pamplemousse, monsieur, monsieur, où est la pamplemousse? And if you don't produce three pamplemousse, they take away your hoose. So it's unbelievable over there. Anyway, John, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. We're recording two in a row here, so if you're, um, as you can if tell, you're, things are delirious. Um, if you were a new listener and you heard that line of French at the start, do you think you'd would you think you'd accidentally listen to started listening to it? Maybe you think the podcast had franchised out and we were doing like you know how like The Office has got versions all over the world. Well, the only thing is the episode actually starts with 
a sort of acapella version of me going, ooh, send a movie idea. Yeah, but I, I assume that you've done the extra production. You've done that in, in French. And it's got, <laughs> in like French. Jaunt, it's got like jaunty French music underneath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listener, rest assured, as you know, from the fact you heard it, I have not I done have. any production. <laughs> anyway, John, film ideas. Here's one from Dan. Minority retort. Tom Cruise is a cop who sees a future version of himself saying, yeah, well, so's your mum. It's <laughs> good stuff. Do you think that's sort of the worst retort? Well, what's, what I thought is, you know how you have an argument sometimes and hours mm. down the line, you think, oh, I wish I'd said that. Yeah. Well, he, he sees that. So he never loses an argument. Oh, he'd be unbearable. He'd have no friends though. That's the problem. He'd have no friends because he'd never lose an argument. He would see the witty repartee that needed to come and he would use it there and then. So actually on subject with the French theme of this episode so far, a lot of the time there'll be those articles of like phrases in other languages that should exist in English. And one of them mm, is called uh-huh. l'esprit, l'esprit d'escalier, which basically means like the spirit of the staircase, which is like the thing you thought on the staircase when walking away. But then I spoke to my mum about that and she said she's never heard that in her life. So I'm not sure if it's, but if it's she, no, but she's No, that's not fair because she's always lived in a bungalow. <laughs> that's true. I've already forgotten the film idea. Oh, uh, yeah, retort. Tom Cruise can preempt every argument he's ever he's ever going to have and so he can prepare for it. In the subject of retorts, because, I, I, sorry, my brain, you know when you, your brain's been worrying and I've sort of gone off in another direction. I was thinking about like retorts and stuff and like you think about school, you know, like your face, your mum, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not like as an adult, you that's a bit happening. But like, I don't know if kids are doing sort of childish retorts, you know. I know oh. you are, but what am I? Is that, is that still part of the culture in is a big way? Is that still hot? Or is it like something like, I've, you've, yeah, but you've not, you're only worth five V-Bucks on, on the Fortnite store. That's <laughs> you've, only got saying, s- you've only got six million likes on TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah. But I tell, you, I tell you, here's a really embarrassing story that my pilot's probably, I shouldn't say that. I was, <laughs> the other day I was in an argument with my partner and it got so heated <laughs> that I gave her the double middle finger. <laughs> the most pathetic <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. And the thing is, in the moment, you're like, that is, there's no, there was no like in the moment me going, yeah, that was a good comeback. As it happened, I thought, this is the dumbest, most pathetic thing I've ever done in my whole life. <laughs> and. Oh my, uh, what, where, where did the argument go after that? Uh, we just sort of got on with things because we have a child, so you can't really sort of... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so to her credit, she didn't <laughs> spend the rest of the afternoon taking the piss out of me, which she absolutely was in her right to do. I would be giving you double <laughs> middle finger. That's the only emoji you'd have received from me for the following week after that. That is that, um, John, yeah. that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that poor son of yours. <laughs> I, I can't believe I did it. I don't know what I came what, over what me. What came over you? I, I cannot believe that is within you. The middle, yeah. Who still does the middle finger? You know, like when people really sort of like rage out and they're like, I don't know what came over me. I just saw black. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the John Harris you, you version of that. the bird. <laughs> so weird. Well, like, what recess of my brain went, clicked into sort of like lizard yeah. mode and you, you just like, had no you had nowhere left to go you must have had nowhere left you've been backed into a corner you thought, there's only one way out of this it feels like you know in that simpsons episode where he goes to shelbyville and he's got oh it's actually nothing like this at all he's got um <laughs> spray paint cans and bart thinks and he's backed into a corner by the the gang of shelbyville 
And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. And he thinks he can spray the spray cans on the floor and they'll operate like a jetpack. It's like you were backed into such a corner. You were like, well, it's all right, because I'll just put, I'll do double middle fingers and then that will probably win the argument. It didn't, it didn't. Anyway, if I had a if I had a Tom Cruise minority report machine, I would have gone back in time and yeah. stopped that from happening. Or pre- no, you predict it's going to happen and you stop yourself. Anyway. You stop yourself from doing it, yeah. So, yeah, that that, that is when I wish I had that. Uh, what about this one from Martin? The Po La La Express. Two Teletubbies have an adventure to meet Father Christmas. Just wholesome loveliness, isn't it? That is loveliness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really think there's much more to add than that, Joel. The only thing I would say is that Teletubbies is a big fixture on CBB still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a little bit after my time when I was a kid. Like, I remember it being around, but I wasn't the de- the demographic at the time. I was probably like a couple of years too old. Yeah. But I remember it. And I saw I saw it on telly recently. And while there there are some CG characters, so obviously that wasn't happening when we were kids. But apart from that, I thought this looks exactly how I remember it. But then, yeah. I, oh no, I think I've told you this story, haven't I? And then I saw some from from back in the day, and it's like a fever dream. It's terrifying. Yeah. The colours yeah, are all yeah. wrong. Everything's <laughs> weird. Like I can't believe we just watched that and thought this is this, this is, is normal kids' telly. Yeah. But yeah, no. Apart from that, Polar Express, and I guess they're sort of like weird CG, sort of slightly uncanny valley version to the Teletubbies because that's the Polar Express, right? I don't think I've ever seen the Polar Express. No, I just know that Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks plays weird. every character. What? Doesn't he? Let's Google it. Polar Express. Even the murderer? <laughs> Very good. Oh no, I take it back. Jo- Josh Hutchison plays Hero Boy. Ah, You will remember him. We will remember and, Hero Boy. And Nona Gay plays Hero Girl. They got some weird names, these characters. But yeah, no, I just remember it. It was like, it was it was before its time insofar as the technology wasn't ready for it and it looked yeah. creepy. That was a was version it? of Scrooge with Jim Carrey as well, right? That was oh, also yeah. Creepy. That was creepy. Yeah, that was a weird time for Jim Carrey. Was that when he did Lemony Snicket as well? Probably. Mm. And Around the Grinch. He sort of, yeah, there's a period where he played lots of weird sort of characters. Yeah, it's like and then he, he was doing... He was, he was doing Jim Carrey. Look, we all love Jim Carrey here at this podcast. And he was like, Jim Carrey, brilliant physical comedian. And then there was a period where they were just putting him in costumes. Yeah. What was that about? Had he become this, like typecast? So they thought, he's arguably still in that phase, right? Because he plays Do- Dr. Robotnik in the Sonic he movies. He does play Dr. Robotnik in the Sonic movies. Yeah. How many times do you think he's been pitched like new Ace Ventura or new The Mask? Yeah, and the, but he picks to do Dumb and Dumber probably because he's good mates with Jeff Daniels or something. Well, he's seen that, you know, one of the Farrelly's won an Oscar, which we talked about <laughs> last week, and he thought Dumb and Dumber three could be my ticket to the Academy Awards. That's actually correct because you said because it's it's called Dumb and Dumber two, but there's actually that weird prequel with different actors that came out in the middle. Is there? Yeah, there's like oh, a weird. I thought, why did I think it was a third one? Dumb. I was. I wasn't Dumber. being. I wasn't yeah, it's called Dumb and Dumber when Harry Met Lloyd came oh, out in yeah. 2003. It has a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. He, yeah, Jim Carrey hasn't actually worked that much in the last sort of decade. Good stuff. He just paints He just paints really mad pictures of, of Donald Trump. They're very yeah. good, but they're sort they of good. crazy. Anyway, what are we talking Do you want another one from me? I would love one from you. India, this one's from Josh. Indiana Jones and the Pick of Destiny. So you've got the Dial of Destiny. I mean, absolutely, pick. absolutely perfect. Could, I mean, on the, be better. sort of on the subject of Jim Carrey, Jack Black is another person that we have a lot of love for on this podcast. And you put him in a, pod, might, you put him in a film, it improves it. I think I've got the most love 
for Jack Black. I actually, there was a video came up on my feed the other day. Like, you know, Justin Hawkins, he does yes. these really great videos now where he just like watches music videos vlogger. and musical performances. He's like a vlogger, but he watches a very broad spectrum of music and has a very broad appreciation for all music. And he's quite an interesting guy. He's a very talented musician. He's quite an interesting guy to watch talk about music. And he's not like, mm. he's not, he's very, he's very, I'd say he's very accessible the way he talks about it. It's quite a lot of it sort of vibe based, feeling based. Anyway, he watched Jack Black and Carl Gass doing their Wicked Game little video that they put online. And I just thought these are just some of the, my favorite people in the world have it all. And they're all just smiling and having a nice time. It made me feel really nice. Uh, um, but yeah, Jack Black's one of the absolute best. Jack Black would be a fantastic. I actually, I was going to say baddie in Indiana Jones, but wouldn't it be funnier if he was like a rival archaeologist? That, I love that. And they the keep going stuff after would the be sidekick or villain, but yeah, yeah, rival archaeologist. He's like a new big name on the archaeology scene. I love that. That'd and then they're both looking maybe for this pick of destiny. Maybe it transpires Jack Black. Yeah, they're looking for the pick of destiny. Maybe it transpires that maybe like Jack Black is making fakes or something like that. I don't know how it would, how he would uh, come out. Or maybe they team up in the end. I don't know. I think it's I for me personally. I want it to be a team up for against the greater evil at the end. Nice. Okay, I'm into it. And of course, and I am. They, it's a vehicle for Jack Black and John. I'm getting really worried about the new Indiana Jones film. It's getting um, it, like yeah, well. It, well, Cannes is the word because it launched at Cannes, which was a really probably silly idea for a film like that to have launched at Cannes. So all these sort of, you know, journalists who, who are in the midst of, you know, reviewing a bunch of art house films then saw an Indiana Jones film. Yeah, and it got canned. But then hey. then there seems to be like a second layer of sort of reviews that are saying it's not as bad as they say, which isn't which doesn't fill me confidence either. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I know they're that saying it's all did, right. Did Robbie Collin give it a bad review? I normally quite like his opinion. Yeah, but Robbie Collin, oh, he'll, I don't know, he'll pick random, like, he really didn't like Spider-Man Homecoming for some reason. So, like, there are things where he... Empire have given it four stars. Yeah, there you go. Uh, look, it's going to be... I think it'll but be a Empire, fun time in the cinema. But Empire did give the second Avatar film five stars. Yeah, they also and gave that, Suicide Squad three stars, the one that... The bad one, so, I, yeah. So, they can't be trusted, is what They also saying. gave Attack of the Clones five stars. Chris Hewitt, five stars, Empire Magazine. <laughs> so their judgment cannot be trusted at all times. It's going to be a fun time at the cinema. I don't think it's going to do particularly well. That's the, that's the bigger concern is that it's just going to bomb at the box office as well to add insult to injury. Because who's it for? It's going, to force, it's going to force Harrison into retirement. No. He's not had the best time sort of reprising his old roles. Even though Blade Runner was brilliant, it didn't do particularly well in the box office. Didn't it? No. I don't think it did that well. But it's Denis Villeneuve and it's brilliant, so it doesn't matter. Um, it is really brilliant and he's brilliant. So yeah, Jack Black, oh, okay. Jack Black, uh, Indiana Jones team up at the end to... Well, so they did... It goes through... So are they in the 60s now, right? In the timeline. I think so, yeah. So they have to do something... What's in this... So it's like Cold War or something, so it must be some Russian... 70s, they have to go Jack Black, big hair metal soundtrack. I mean, come on. He's born... He's it's the dream. He's born for this role. He is born for this role. Uh, interestingly, isn't Harrison Ford going to be in a Marvel film? That'd be weird, fun, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he's is playing he Everett guy? Ross in the next Captain America movie. Captain America, Brave New World. Yeah, because it used nice. to be called New World Order. Now it's called Brave New World. Yeah, a good choice. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anthony Hopkins came out the other day saying that Marvel acting isn't real acting, even though he was in all the Thor movies. So <laughs> people people have got opinions, Joe. And I don't, I, I'm time. surprised. 
I yeah. think considering Harrison Ford hates sort of doing films that mean that geeks can go who do you think will win in a fight Han Solo or Indiana Jones it's weird that he's added the Marvel Cinematic Universe to his roster because that's just more of that stuff it's like the ultimate of that right yeah I I, and the most sort of I don't know yeah I guess Star Wars is but maybe he's just old (laughs) you know having a bit of fun is yeah he's just having a bit of fun and getting paid millions of dollars in the process oh yeah and good luck to him Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, how about this one from Andy? Human centipede. Richard Attenborough, Tim Allen, and Billy Bob Thornton are abducted by Will Ferrell, who does bad things to them. It's like an inadvertent Christmas episode, this. Oh, um, yeah. And we had the Polar Express, and now this. Interesting choice out of all those Santas to mm-hmm. pick Will to be the bad guy doctor. You've got... Well, he, he's not Santa, is he? Oh, God, of course he's Elf. He's Elf. Fine. So he's enacting some sort of sick revenge? I don't know why he'd be doing that. I think he, he loves Santa. Santa, though. But maybe... Mm. He's trying to... Maybe he's... Because he's a bit thick. Maybe he's trying to create mega Santa by stitching them all together. Or he's still upset about the idea that people dress up as Santa and pretend to be Santa. Ah, so he's going around getting all of the actors that have played Santa and stitching their asses to the other guy's mouths. That's quite good. Yeah, he's... Yeah, that's it. He's getting all of the fake Santas. And he starts off with the big Hollywood ones. Tim Allen, uh, got a mention, but Billy Bob Thornton, Richard Attenborough. Is there any other big known Santas? But he also then hits the shopping malls. Yeah, exactly. By the end, the he's, he's got your local By, by the end, it's so long. By the end, it's like that hands across America at the end of Nope, but a massive <laughs> human centipede. And uh, for thread, he's using sort of um, strawberry, strawberry laces and oh, he's beautiful. just feeding them gumdrops and stuff. They're getting fed lovely gumdrops or big Christmas dinners. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, the farts oh after a Christmas dinner that has oh, been through 74 Santas. The Boxing Day time. I, I know the answer is no. John, have you ever watched Human Centipede? No, I haven't. I know, John, I know the answer is yes. Have you ever watched Human Centipede 2? No, um, the no, interesting. I- <laughs> The premise of human, I thought one of the premises of the human centipede is about a weirdo who gets obsessed with the film Human Centipede and then wants to do it himself. And I think that's quite a fun meta idea for a movie, to be fair to them. Mm. Yeah. I've never seen it. Absolutely no interest in seeing it. Thanks, everyone. Not for me. Although, what was Would you like another one? Is is one of our ideas us watching horror films? What are are our spin off podcasts at the moment? We've got Pie Guys. You came up with a very good one yesterday. Oh, last week, Mr. Brown's Boys. So Pie Guy is where we watch all the American Pie films back to back and eat a pie. Mr. Brown's Boys, where we read the books of Dan Brown chapter by chapter, week by week. 
I'm sure there's, there's another definitely one. another one. Let's there's know. Let us know what one. the other one was. Mm. <laughs> uh, when we set up a Patreon, God, you're going to have some content, guys. Oh yeah. Uh, would you like this one from I'd Matt? love one from you. A new film based on the last ever surviving comedy podcast. All comedy podcasts have been slowly eradicated by an evil AI with only the very best podcast on the planet left untouched. Title, A Problem Spared. Ah, He's got in on the beef. Damn it. He's got in on the beef. Matt, you piece of work. I was ready for the greatest compliment of my life. Matt, it's been a tough day. I really thought that was going to pick me up towards the end of this recording. But you picked up mortal enemies instead. You've really done a number on me there. No, not a number. It's about maths. <laughs> Damn it. Inescapable. Enough said about that. I don't I don't encourage this beef. I don't encourage anyone to listen. I do encourage everyone to listen to a problem squared. It's it's the it's a great show. Yeah. Beck's no, one of the greats. Fine. But obviously we obviously we hate them. We have to hate them professionally. We have to hate them. Um, if I didn't so, hate them, I'd think their podcast is brilliant and that they're lovely people. But unfortunately, unfortunately we hate, hate them. them. We're in a so, professional contract. We, it's professional beef, right? There's money, there's money on the line here. There's contracts. Uh, John, would you like a film idea from me? Yes, please. Pastille Day. Idris Elba plans to blow up the Round Trees factory. Oh, okay. I think, I think going back, you might remember at the start of this podcast, it was very French. I, and I think there's I a do. film with Idris Elba in called Bastille Day. And I think, I think maybe... I think he's obviously the good guy in it, but in my one, he's the bad guy. Okay, fine. I think he, I think Idris Elba runs like a rival Willy Wonka-esque sweet empire that's French, you know, bonbons, bonbons galore. Good, good. And he wants to blow up his main rivals, the guys at Round Trees. I love it. There you go. Big Dries can do no wrong. About it. He can do no wrong, apart from the vast majority of films he's been in. John... <clears throat> <laughs> I love him but he's not yeah. he, you know it's a bad it's not great track record what about this one from me the bogeyman it's a big old snot monster <laughs> saw a trailer for the bogeyman no I didn't because that's the one you've made up saw a trailer for the bogeyman uh, the other day <laughs> thought uh, just, honestly well, you must be the same when a horror trailer comes on and look I don't like it because if I'm watching TV after 9 o'clock there's a chance there's actually quite a good chance I'll see a horror film trailer and that's enough for me Actually, thank you very much. But see, I see a trailer for a film like The Boogeyman, and I just think I was just never, I'm never going to engage with this in any way, shape, or form. You know? Uh, yeah, I'm going to learn nothing from this film. Maybe I'll see it. I might see a funny gif of it on Twitter. <laughs> like when um, the Babadook joined the LGBT community. That was a good moment. That was great. I've um, yeah, seen so the Babadook. Just big old snot monster, sort of pretty gross. Comes, I guess maybe it can come in and out of your nose to attack you. And he gets picked to death by children. The children will eat him. <laughs> and he's gone forever. But maybe it's like it. And he, he comes around every... He appears in someone's nose every 300 years. So yeah, the, the, the end of it is like he's chasing this adult through these halls and stuff. And then they turn on a light and it turns out he's just in the middle of like a, a primary school's assembly. And they just <laughs> go to town on him. Perfect. Good stuff. Well done, John. John, if you had to pick a favourite from this week, which one would you go for? Oh, give me your ones again. I can't. I'm. Yeah, I'm not happy. I'm Minority not taking retort, maths, That's for sure. Minority retort and human centipede. Oh God. And what was your personal one, Joe? Uh, Pastille Day. We all Fine, remember Pastille that's it. Day. French film. Yes. There we go. Au revoir. Win. Au revoir.
Well done, John. Well done, Joe. Oh, mate, I am so sweaty. It's really hot. I'm going to be in France. Have you got any... What would what would you say is a quintessential thing for me to do down there on the south coast of France? It's just... It's all the obvious stuff, isn't it? Pastries, dry, ah, cured they? meats, mm. ah. wine ah. on the coast, yeah. Oh, here's actually, here's a good thing. So we haven't spoken about this for a while, but long-term listeners will know that me and Joel are big shandy boys. Mm-hmm, we are mm-hmm. big apologists for the shandy. And in France, yeah. in France, in France, they're called panache. So if you're at a bar and you fancy a shandy, just say a panache, s'il vous plaît. Ah, un panache, s'il vous plaît. What does that mean? And then, I don't know what it means. Do you? Can you explain the word shandy to me? I don't, I don't know what you want me to That's say, Joe. That's a good point. But I thought you were saying, uh, saying, saying pan, like bread. No, no, no. No. It's spelled like panache. Ah, lovely. And French. Oh, I'm going to get so many panaches. And here's the thing. Uh, it's called a Monaco, and it is a panache or a shandy with grenadine syrup in it. Oh. And that is the thing they have in France. It's really nice. I'm going to drink. You could drink a Monaco at 10 a.m., couldn't you? Oh, yeah, big time. Ah, uh, yes. Um, um Is that right? No, what, dis- you- what would 10 a.m. be? 10 heures. 10 heures. 10 heures. Yeah. Uh, yes, great. I'm excited. I'm having a lovely time. Oh, um, that's so nice. Well, we'll see you all when Joel has returned. And you better have some stories, mate. Make some stories. Oh, uh, I'll have three stories. Hey! You can count them. Un, deux, trois. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Au revoir, au revoir, au revoir. Bye. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brubble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.